0: Welcome back to Brain Biohacking with your host, Kayla Barnes. We dive into all things optimal health, optimal brain health, nutrition, peak performance, cognitive excellence, biohacking, longevity, and so much
1: more. Rather than being reactive, waiting until you get sick, right, or thinking it's not my problem. When I get sick, I go to the hospital, they'll take care of me. And now what we're realizing post-COVID is the last thing we want to do is to get sick and go to the hospital.
0: Naveen, it's a pleasure to have you here with me again.
1: Well, Kayla, it's an, always an honor and a pleasure to be speaking with you.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we were chatting about the biohacking conference. That was a lot of fun.
1: It sure was. And I can get to see that the community of the biohacking community is building up. And the fact, what I love is more and more people are taking control of their own health in their own hands rather than being reactive, waiting until you get sick, right? Or thinking it's not my problem. When I get sick, I go to the hospital, they'll take care of me. And now what we're realizing post-COVID is the last thing we want to do is to get sick and go to the hospital, right? So I think it's really, to me, despite, you know, number of people who suffered or unfortunately lost their lives. But COVID has been a silver lining when it comes to overall, um, I would say our thought process of what health means. And what we realized that many of the things that we just essentially did not think were big deal, oh, I got 20 pounds extra around my waist, whatever, right? Or I got this diabetes, you know, I can deal with that. It's not a big deal. And suddenly we realized those were simply the symptom of the underlying issues that were in our body, which is a chronic inflammation. And unfortunately, when we catch COVID, those things, your immune system, no longer could deal with that. And next thing you know, you ended up with all the comorbidities, you end up in the hospital. And the people who were healthy, like people like us who really took good care of our body, even if we got COVID, it wasn't. It was like, oh, my God, another nasty flu. and I would hate to see that. In fact, I've had worse flu
0: <laughs> I I couldn't agree with you more. I think, um, you know, it's going to be forced, the entire system of health, right? Because yeah, yeah. everyone, you know, it's so sad. I actually just finished writing a book. And yeah. a lot of it was about how did we get to this current state of health? And it's so sad that most people... I don't think they've ever really experienced what health feels like. They've never had yeah. limitless energy and drive yes. and they go to sleep and they hit the pillow and they're asleep. Yeah.
1: That's what life is supposed to be about, right? Oh my God, I, I feel like, you know this is to me, I go, the minute I hit pillow. within five minutes of it, I am out and I get up every single day, seven days a week at 4 a.m. And I jump out of the bed. I literally jump out of the bed with joy and to me that is what life is when you find your true purpose in life it doesn't matter what time you wake up you jump out of the bed wanting to solve the problem that you care enough about and this is what I call about find something you're willing to die for and then live for it
0: (laughs) that I love that that's a great that's a great way to say it and you know the last time that we spoke, you you mentioned this same kind of idea is jumping out yep. of bed. And yep. and I think about it often, and, and I refer back to that. And, you know, I'm super blessed that I do do exactly what makes me jump out of bed. I'm working in the exact industry. I have a business in this industry. But, you know, people need to understand that that doesn't just happen. You know, in our last conversation, we talked about you had a really difficult upbringing, and now... Yep. You know your life is exactly what you made it but you had to make it everyone talks about manifesting Mm -hmm. i i think Mm -hmm. that's important but it's manifesting and then working the working part is really important there too so
1: um yeah and i think a lot of people have this idea that you're born you know a lot of the people who are successful either are overnight success which is 10 years of hard work that goes into every overnight success right or they're born with a silver spoon in their mouth because they inherited all that stuff and no wonder they can do that. And most people don't realize that many of us, it doesn't matter where we start from, what really matters is where we end up. And people always ask me, if you could change something in the past, what would you change? And my answer is absolutely nothing. And here's why. If I changed anything good or bad, it will change the trajectory of where I end up. And the fact that I love the way I am today, why would I want to change anything along the way that could have been different?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and before we jump into all things via, yeah. which I'm very excited for, yeah. but you know, I think it's important, and I talk about this a lot, you mm-hmm. have to have a lot of agency. I mean, as someone who's extremely successful. Will you talk a little bit about that? I'm I'm assuming you had to have a lot of agency over your life. Like no matter what happened to me in the past,
1: I'm the creator of my future, right? Absolutely. So the way I look at that, Kayla, is that I think the life or especially life of an entrepreneur is all about being alive. And how do you know when you're alive? Is you have a heartbeat. And what does a heartbeat look like? Up and down and up and down and up and down. When it's smooth, you're dead. So someone who is looking for a smooth life is really looking for a living a life of a dead person. What ups and downs tells you is that you are alive. When you are down, all you have to do is hunker down and know the next beat is going to be up. And when you're on top of that beat, never get too arrogant because always remember the winter is coming and winter shall come.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, staying humble, <clears throat> you know, continuing to work like you know, you, you have a lot to achieve still is so important. So, you know, you're a great inspiration to that and moving into health. So the way that I see health is health is the basis for achieving all the things, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, of course, obsess over health, but in my opinion, when you have better health, you have more energy, you can go Mm -hmm. out and you can achieve all the, and you also have more, you know, backed by science that when you're in a fight or flight state, or your health is compromised you can't see in the future so what you're doing with Viome I mean I absolutely love because you're giving people the power in their own homes to mm-hmm. understand and get a really good picture of their health so you've rolled out all these new things so talk about a little bit about what Viome first started as
1: yeah so I think let me step back for a second here just to give people who are new to this concept of why is it even I started why is it we are trying to do and where we are in our journey and where we are going because to me that will give us fundamentally everyone a chance to catch up on this stuff right so i started my own seven years ago with a simple belief that what if we can understand the human body at a at a molecular level so we know biochemically everything that's happening inside the body and if you could do that what if We could actually use food as a medicine to be able to prevent the chronic diseases from happening or diagnose them as early as possible when they happen and actually reverse them when they do happen. And we thought if we could do that, that would help billions of people live a better life. And that's always, as you know, the first thing I always look for in any company that I start. Is God forbid, if I'm successful in solving this problem, would it help a billion people live a better life? And in this case, we realized that if we can find a way to understand the onset and the progression of chronic diseases that will allow us to actually prevent and reverse these chronic diseases, we could help billions of people live a better life. The interesting thing was, I started to ask myself, why me? What is it that we think, the questions we are asking that are so different from what everyone else in the industry is asking? Because to me, that's the crux of why you are gonna be successful where others have failed. That means what question are you asking, which are different from what everyone else in the industry has been asking? And that allows you to solve the problem in a way that no one had ever done before. And so what we saw was, that everyone in the industry has been focused on wanting to understand your DNA, your genes, and they thought your genes are your destiny. So if I knew about Kayla's DNA, I could tell her what's going to happen to her body. And what it what occurred to us was that your genes or your DNA never changes when you develop a chronic disease. So for example, you were to do my DNA test, and then I gain hundred pounds. My DNA still hasn't changed. Now I become diabetic, you can do my DNA, still hasn't changed. I get heart disease, it still doesn't change. I get depression, I get anxiety, and then I die. And you do my DNA test 10 years after I die, it's still the same DNA. You can still look at the DNA of a dinosaur, it doesn't change. So if DNA can't even tell you you're dead or alive, how will it ever tell you you're healthy or sick? And that means something has to be changing in the body that is other than DNA, that will tell us that, hey, you're becoming sick and you need to do something different. And that thing is called RNA, or more more importantly, mRNA, the four-letter word that we all got pretty used to during COVID. So we actually realized, what if we could measure all your RNA, including mRNA and the non-coding RNA? That could help us understand what are the changes that are happening in your body and kill a lot of people who may be non-technical probably wondering what is he talking about this dna and RNA, i don't understand anything and to me in a simpler word the way i understood was look every part of our body every single thing in our body is identical dna you can look at dna from my hair my skin my eyes my nose my fingers my nail is identical dna why is it we don't have the eyes growing on my finger and the nails growing on my head? Same DNA. It is the expression of them. So, same DNA can produce hair, eyes, skin, lungs, kidney, you know, liver, anything. So, DNA is like an alphabet, RNA is a story you're writing. So, you could write any story you want. So your genes are not your destiny. Your gene expression is your destiny. So you are born with the genes, but what you do with that is your destiny, and you can change that, right? So that was the first part. The second part is we all you know, knew that somehow our, we as humans are not alone. We have 100 trillion, 100 trillion microbes that live inside and on us. And everybody knew that you can today Google depression and microbiome, Alzheimer's and microbiome, Parkinson's and microbiome, cancer and microbiome, cancer therapy and microbiome, literally obesity, diabetes, pick a name you want. Every one of these diseases are connected to microbiome. And now if you think about it, if everyone believes that all these diseases are connected to microbiome and the tens of companies doing microbiome testing, then why is this problem not getting solved? And you go back to the first principle, what question are they asking? And to date, even to date, every single microbiome company is asking the same wrong question. They want to know what microbe, what microbe, are the organisms in Kayla's gut, what organisms are in bean's gut. What they don't realize is like, if microbes were like human beings, they could be 10,000 different organism producing exactly the same thing that's making me sick or the same organism can do something good in your gut environment because it's nice and cozy and same organism can produce something really toxic because i have really toxic and gut environment just like a human being you take a person put them in a good environment good behavior put them in a bad environment bad behavior to punish the sin not the sinner and that's what we realize that what if instead of focusing on just who, what the organisms are there, what if we could focus on what they are actually producing and what they are producing, how is that changing the human host gene expression? And we could look at the interconnection, we could find out why people are getting sick. And that was the genesis of bio. And we found this technology, believe it or not, at Los Alamos National Lab, which is famous for atomic bomb, building atomic bomb. They were working on a project for biodefense, and they had spent 10 years, some of the brightest people in the country, focusing on solving the problem of protecting our country against the bioweapon. And that technology is what we license to actually use, to actually have the human humanity live a disease-free life. And once we got that technology now, you know, fast forward seven years, Now we have analyzed over half a million people. and It's amazing things happen. When we analyze your body, what do we do? We take a spit of your saliva and that gives us everything that's happening in your oral microbial activity and also the human gene expression on the top of the tube, right? We look at touch of your stool. So we look at the bottom of the tube, all the stuff that's happening in your gut. And then we take a fingerprint blood to see how everything is impacting the human host and then we take everything analyze them all together seven days later we send you in in your app you get to see what's your biological age compared to say chronological age so for example i'm 63 my biological age is now down to 50. so imagine when i'm 70 my biological age may be down to 40. So my wife thinks i actually she married a younger man, right? So every time she thinks I'm getting younger and younger, right? Now you get your immune health, you get your gut health you get your heart health, you get your cognitive health, you get your oral health, right? And then you can go much deeper. You can see your dental health, your gum health, you can see your digestive efficiency. And you say, no, 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 I wanna know, doctor really dirty to me. Here's your uric acid production, here's your sulfide production, here's your putrescine production, here's all the things that are happening in your body. And And we don't say, and good luck. Then we take a step further and say, Kayla, you should not be eating broccoli and bristles sprout because your sulfide production in your gut is too high, causing a lot of inflammation. And that's why you should be eating it right now, not forever, until your gut changes. Don't eat that. And by the way, we noticed that your oxalic acid is not being metabolized properly. So don't eat a lot of spinach because it's going to harm you. And by the way, you shouldn't be taking avocado or vitamin B3 because your uric acid production is too high and these things will end up producing more uric acid, actually converting them into gold, right? So we can tell you exactly what foods you should eat and why, what foods you should not eat and why, what supplements your body should be taking and what exactly do you need every day in terms of supplement because a lot of food, you can't get enough of the nutrients from the food alone. Or worse yet, things like strawberry, had, you know compounds that are histamine causing and it has a physetin. so we may say hey don't take a strawberry because you have very high histamine to high histamine to begin with don't take a strawberry but physetin is really good for you so we're going to put that in the supplement for you so we literally tell you every day you need 22 milligram of elderberry 17 milligram of physetin, 19 milligram of uh, berberin 27 milligram of amylase 89 milligram of lycopene, and we literally tell you every vitamin, every mineral, herbs, digestive enzyme, amino acid, probiotics, prebiotics, and we go a step further. We built a robotic compounding pharmacy that literally makes those capsules on demand every single month, just for you. There is no pre-made stuff. We literally collect the powder in a robotic machine. It says this is for Kela. It goes to each bin, collects the powder mixes it ultrasonically, encapsulates them in a capsule and and it sends it right off to you every single month. And as your body changes, when you do a retest, we readjust what you need and you get that back. Now, you say that's all good, but how do you know it works? Guess what? So we published the clinical research that shows people who take this stuff for four months, their clinical score for diabetes, HbA1c came down by 30%. Their anxiety score measured by G87 came down by 32%. Their depression scores measured by PHQ-9 came down by 36%. Their IBS, SSS clinical score, which is stomach ache, you know, the constipation, diarrhea by 38%. Right. That tells you that this thing is clinically working. And then we ask 20,000 of our random people, hey, you have been doing this test. How do you feel? They told us they have no brain fog anymore. They don't, they have more energy. They sleep better. They have lost weight. They, you know, skin is better. They don't have acne or eczema. And we didn't think we were fixing these things. All we were doing was getting rid of the inflammation in your body and everything was simply the symptom of that.
0: Wow. I mean, I I can't agree more. And and I've been doing Viome for almost over a year, I think so. I've taken several tests and only have seen changes. I mean, I'm obsessed with the customization of the supplements because as, you know, a biohacker, and I'm sure you probably have the same, but I have 10 cabinets filled with supplements. (laughs) My refrigerator, if someone comes over, they're like, do you have a beverage? And then they open it and it's all supplements in there. I mean, this is crazy. And so, you know, you go to buy everything that you see. Someone promoting, you're like, oh, I need that, I need that, I need that. But do you really need it? Is really the good question. And when you use Viome, you know what you need. And it comes in these really easy to consume packets, pre-made, yep. to go, the whole nine yards. So it's absolutely amazing. So you started with the gut health test.
1: Okay. Is
0: and more recently you have rolled out the all of these other tests. So the human cell okay. and the oral microbiome. Can you can you tell us about the importance of the oral microbiome? Because Absolutely. I think this is really under, underrated in terms of who's talking about oh
1: So very interestingly, Kayla, seven years ago, we saw that gut microbiome was actually being connected to all of these different diseases. In the last one year or so, just the number of papers, a research paper that are being published is mind-boggling on oral microbiome. So anyone who is interested actually should just see just the two days ago, this paper came out. This, this uh, researcher actually looked at the oral health and they simply fixed the oral health and they saw the improvement in Alzheimer's patients in their cognitive and memory skills. So imagine your oral health is directly connected to Alzheimer's. We have now shown that your oral health is connected to your heart health because remember, a lot of the thing is being produced by oral microbiome. Your oral health is now connected to Uh, diseases such as your colon cancer. Your oral microbiome is connected to so many different diseases that it is, in fact, the reason for that is when you have a dysbiosis in your mouth, what happens first? You start to get the gum inflammation, right? What happens when your gums bleed? All of your oral microbiome is now going into the blood. What happens when your immune system sees all these bacteria and viruses? it causes the massive amount of systemic inflammation. When you have a massive amount of systemic inflammation, what happens? You have a lot of the organs at that point are actually inflamed and you start to get many of these chronic diseases. In fact, what is really interesting, Kayla, we have not talked about this. Just last week, we were able to predict the glucose response of the food just simply looking at your oral microbiome. So we can look at your oral microbial activity and I can say, hey, if you eat carrot, this is going to be your glucose response versus banana versus bread. And so we can tell you, hey, don't eat these food because it's going to cause a lot of high glycemic response in your body, right? That has never been done.
0: No, definitely not. Is that based on the bacteria that are in the mouth mixing with the with the actual food?
1: So it's actually what microbes are doing, not who they are. Remember, the same organism can do something totally different in people's environment. So it is what they are producing and how it changes. And the truth be told, the only reason we are able to do this is, remember, we have this thing called full body intelligence, where we collect your saliva, we collect your fingerprint, blood, and it's all together. Mm -hmm. And three years ago, actually four years ago, we had done, a study with a continuous glucose monitor. And we actually were able to predict your glucose response using your uh, gut uh, gut microbial activity. Wow. So we had done that four years ago. And now we were now wondering, how do we do something similar with saliva? Well, it turns out, since we already had the data and we were able to predict using stool, we said, can we now correlate the stool microbial activity with the oral microbial activity Guess what? Last week, we were able to do exactly that with 90% plus uh, accuracy. So we said, my God, now we are able to, in fact, look at just your oral microbiome and predict what we were going to do with the gut. Other thing that I think we did not talk about is that a month ago, we actually came up with our first product for early diagnosis. With this split of your saliva, we are able to detect stage one, not a stage two, stage three, stage four, stage one cancer in your mouth and your throat with 95% specificity. Think about that for a second. A spit of your saliva, we can detect with 95% specificity. This is a cancer that has only been detected when you have stage three or stage four. And that's the reason most people in, in fact end up, you know, getting surgery and dying, unfortunately, more than 50% people end up dying from oral cancer or throat cancer because it's never detected early because there was no test. And we received FDA breakthrough device designation on this technology, which tells, what that means is FDA telling us it is such a breakthrough, nothing like this exists, and it's going to save people's lives.
0: I mean, that's amazing. Early detection is everything, you know, so... I, I totally agree with that. So talk to me about the biological age testing. Yeah, what what yeah. factors? How are you guys uh, coming up with this number?
1: So biological age, you know, so we do it all based on what I call uh, artificial intelligence model. So as you know, we look at all your saliva, blood, and stool together. And then we do that for half a million people. And we know their chronological age. So what we do is we collect the biomarkers for every single age to say, this is what people look like when they are 28. This is what people look like at 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. When you come along and we look at all your biomarkers and say, oh, you are very much like the person who is 39, right? And now we can say that is what your biological age is, even though you may be 35 or you may be 45.
0: Great. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just it gives you such a good understanding of if you're moving in the right direction, moving yes. in the wrong direction. So I think yes. that's that's really helpful. Um, what I have a question about your your I guess measurement of cholesterol. I think I got yes. an email maybe yep. a month or so ago saying that mm-hmm. there had been some updates there because cholesterol yep. is such a controversial mm-hmm. topic, right? Yes, um, it is. If it's a little high, they might recommend a statin, but then there's obviously other factors. So how do you guys look at cholesterol? we, We
1: don't, I mean, we don't look at cholesterol at all. What we look at is the LDL pathways. That means we're looking at the downstream impact of what is going to happen when you have a cholesterol being high or low. So we're not actually measuring your cholesterol, just like we don't measure your vitamin D, but to look at the downstream pathway when the vitamin D is low or high, what is going to happen? And that's what we are measuring, right? So that allows us to see the systemic change rather than what I would call the point of test day, right? So if you have eaten some food, you may have very different LDL versus (laughs) what normally is. So we are looking at over time, if you had the low LDL or high LDL, or if you had high vitamin D or low vitamin D, what are the kind of things you would be seeing in your body? Are we seeing that? And that's how we're able to say, are you low, average, or high?
0: Very interesting. Does it look at like inflammation at all in those pathways?
1: absolutely so remember in the blood when we're looking at fingerprint blood we're looking at all the cytokines so literally at that point when you do a fingerprint blood we see every transcript so transcript can be from the you know the mitochondria or it could be from the human cells when they're coming from human cells we are seeing all the interleukins. so interleukin one interleukin six interleukin eight so every single interleukin so it tells us what uh, pro-inflammatory activities? Do you have what anti-inflammatory activities you have, and what is the overall systemic inflammation that we're seeing in your body?
0: Very helpful. So, whenever I do the food, the food test, the food not yeah. not food sensitivity, but whenever yeah. you guys kind of give yeah. me, it's always the foods I'm eating a lot of. Um, <laughs> I just I'm just overdoing it.
1: Well, it's what happens if you don't know what you're eating, but your body knows what you're eating. So what happens is when you eat set, remember, food is not a food. Food is actually set of chemicals, whether you like it or not. They are basically a bunch of ingredients that have a chemical activities. Our gut and our body is basically a chemical factory. So think of it as a chemical factory and you put some input to it, which is your food. And the more you eat in the type of food, it's producing more of the things that, you know, a certain type of things. And once we see that you're producing too much of something, we say, wait a sec, even too much of a good thing can be bad. So we say, okay, stop here because you're you're producing really too much of this, you need to cut down. Mm-hmm. We don't know what food you're eating, but we know what is going on in your body and we need to now bring it back into what I call balance. So it is like a pendulum, you know, it shifts. So you are here, we give you the recommendation, you go all the way here and then we go bring you back. And the idea is to stay right in the middle in the homeostasis.
0: Staying in the middle is hard for me. You know, I, I find something I like and then I go all in on it.
1: And, and that's really is not the intent. The intent is, remember, we give you your superfood. There may be eight, 10, 12, or 15 of them. And the idea is to take them, And but don't forget to enjoy food. Take as much of variety as you get from enjoy food and superfood. And then think of minimize food as your cheat food. Sure, once in a while, I'll eat them. Avoid foods are your uh, toxics, right? Don't eat them, right? So these are your kryptonite. So your kryptonites are off the table. Your superfoods are great, and you should eat as much as you want. But eat the variety of them. Just don't say, all right, super, uh, avocado is my superfood. I mean, the avocado for breakfast, avocado for lunch, avocado <laughs> for
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when you get busy and you're like, oh, I'll make it simple. But um yeah. the biome test always reminds me to add some more diversity, which is is super important. So yeah. um I love that. And how how long do you recommend staying away from the minimized foods?
1: So we generally recommend that there are certain foods that you should wait until you retest and certain foods you can probably after 30 to 45 days. So some of the foods that have uh, that are avoid, and it tells you why. And if it is based on a virus, we have seen generally about 45 days to 60 days that virus goes away. So, if you, like, for example, I had a tomato virus and I stopped eating tomatoes for 60 days, that I did do a retest, that virus is gone. Fine. Right.
0: Can, can you explain this a little bit more? What's a tomato? Yeah. What was the tomato virus?
1: So, basically, every food, when you eat food, they are infected with, you know, some of the times infected with the normal viruses that will be in the food. And when there's a lot of that, some of them end up settling in your gut. And if you keep feeding them, and they can only survive when the food that they are actually used to is coming in your body. So if we see things like a bell pepper virus or, you know, tomato virus, we'll say, hey, lay off this food for, you know, 45 days or so, and just starve that virus out. And then it will just flush out. And then after that, you can start eating again.
0: Wonderful. So how often do you retest?
1: So we recommend about every six months or so. And I get a decent discount on my stuff. So I test every four months.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I would say I'm running tests all the time too. Yeah, because it's just easy. So that's amazing. So will you describe the human cell part of it a little bit? So what are we getting with this new test?
1: So basically, in the you know, when we get three things together, so saliva it allows us to look at your oral microbial activities and the human gene expression in the saliva. So mm-hmm. those two together actually make a difference. What's really interesting is Kela, most of us probably heard from our parents, eat slowly, chew your food. Right? My mom will always say that eat slowly, chew your food. And I always wondered is my mom really worried that I'm going to end up having this food stuck in my throat or something? Well, it turns out that wasn't it. She must have been a scientist because she knew when you chew your food, your oral microbiome is pre-processing that food and getting it ready for that nutrition digestion by your intestine. Right? So when you don't, you're actually swallowing it and that food has not been processed by your microbiome. In addition, the microbiome actually also sends a signal to the body what type of food is coming, right? So in fact, when you eat something sweet, it starts sending the signal to pancreas, it starts releasing insulin, the sweet food is coming, right? Now imagine when you take artificial sweetener, what happens? When you take artificial sweetener, your saliva and your oral microbiome is saying, hey, something sweet is coming, and the body releases really tons of insulin, and there is nothing to do because there is no glucose. It's all artificial. And now your body actually becomes insulin resistant and you end up developing diabetes. So while you're thinking you're eating, you're taking artificial sweetener to actually avoid diabetes, that may actually be the contribution to diabetes. Mm. Right. And that just really so to me, I've always tell people that eat natural food. If it's not in the plant, don't do it. And by the way, just because it's in the plant doesn't mean it's good for you. Every poison comes from the plant. So just, don't, just because it comes from a plant doesn't mean it's healthy.
0: Um, our mutual friend, Dave, he's really a big fan of one specific plant, the kale.
1: Yes, he does not like kale for many reasons. So by the way, when he did the first time test, we actually told him the kale was no good for him and he was... <laughs>
0: I bet! Oh my gosh, that that's amazing. Um, no. All around, this is this is super powerful. Is there any specific diet that you have found that people are healthiest on? Is like so what we vegetarians said. or vegans mm-hmm. or keto?
1: So what we found, unfortunately, is something that gets me in trouble. We when we did the study around biological age, it turns out that people who were on keto diet were the absolutely the worst offender of their human health. Mm -hmm. They turned out to be five to eight years higher than their chronological age. So the keto diet in a long term, in a short term, it's okay. In a long term, it absolutely destroys your body. I've had people who were on a keto diet is still recovering because they had memory loss, they have had cognitive function decline, people who had massive hormone issues, people who had thyroid issues, people just absolutely destroyed on a long-term keto diet because they did it to lose weight. The second worst was a paleo diet. So anytime you go into any of these, what I call fat diet, when you're taking the whole macronutrient and completely cutting out of your body, is just absolute bad because You know, think about carbohydrates. People think carbs are just bad for you. Your whole body is based on carbs. Every single cell in your body is nothing but glycans around it. Glycans are carbohydrates, just in case anybody's wondering. It is fully laced with glycans. It is all carbs. So if you completely cut out carbs, your body just doesn't know what to do anymore right? So to me, you cannot cut out any of these massive macronutrients that I'm going to just not eat any protein. I'm going to just be having fat only, or I'm going to only have carbs, or I'm going to only have, you have to be able to get a big balanced macro macro thing. And so, and people say, well, vegan diet must be really good. Just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's good for you. Like we talked about, I am a vegan, but guess what? For me, sometimes it tells me broccoli is good. Other times it tells me, Hey, lay off chickpeas because I've been eating too many chickpeas. Right. And it says, okay, now you need to cut down. I like, Then I went on a mass of eating lentils. I love lentils. And next thing it came back was avoid lentils. It's like, Oh,
0: <laughs> I, I told you, yeah, I eat a lot of something and then it says reel it in. So yep. that's great. And that's such powerful information because, oh my goodness, there are, are so many battles online right now yep. you know, what diet is best and this diet is great and and i think that you're right and i'm kind of coming to this conclusion for myself is it just balances is, is the best yep. option because that's how that's how we and, were meant to be
1: and by the way there is no such thing as universal healthy diet just because it worked for your neighbors doesn't mean it's going to work for you and the reason there is so many religious battle is Everyone knows someone who says, oh my God, my friend went on a keto diet and it's amazing. And that may be actually in a short term, what may be true, but doesn't mean it's good for you, right? And that's the part And people's green tea extract is good for you. I'm going to take that. I just saw this muumuu extract is really good. I'm going to take that. I saw the glucothine is good. I'm going to take that. And you have this, as you said, you know, full of vitamins and supplement in your fridge and in your, uh, you know, in the bathroom cabinet. And I finally basically took everything and just dumped them. And I said, I'm just done. And I'm going to only take the stuff that I know is designed for me. And I don't need any of the other stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's very powerful. So what else are you um, doing these days for your longevity? So obviously diet role, but what else are you doing? I, you know, I'm into biohacking.
1: Yeah, so basically there are, you know, first of all, we are launching a couple of new products. I'm gonna tell you about that in a second here. But for me, there are four pillars for uh, longevity. The first thing and the you know, bottom most is a proper nutrition. If you don't have the right nutrition, it's like having a Ferrari, but not putting the fuel in there, right? If you don't have a proper nutrition, nothing else matters. So once you get that right, then the second thing is stress reduction. That means now that you got a proper nutrition, how do you uh, avoid the stress? And as you and I were talking about, when you are stressed, your brain releases the neurocorticoid, which is called cortisol. And it fundamentally puts your body into fight or flight response, right? During fight or flight, the human body shuts down everything that's non essential First thing it shuts down is your digestive system. It shuts down more or less your immune system. And it's that point, it's saying, look, you're about to be a lunch for someone. So you don't need to worry about digesting your own food. And and generally, either you survive or you die. And if you die, you became lunch for someone else. If you survive, you're basically you're back to normal. Today, we live in this environment where you go to work and your boss stresses you out. You come home and your spouse stresses you out. So you're constantly in this stress and you're constantly in fight or flight response, and you're no longer able to digest your food, no longer your immune system is working because it becomes weak. Now, so our so our second thing you need to do is to find a way to actually reduce stress. In most religion or culture or otherwise, people talk about before you eat food, do gratitude. Why is that? Did it occur to you why they do that? You know why is it? Mm-hmm. To put your body from, Sympathetic mode into parasympathetic mode. So basically, instead of putting in a fight or flight response, you get back to normal by doing the gratitude. And that's the whole idea is to take a deep breath, you do the gratitude, so you're no longer stressed. So your body is now ready to digest the food. And that's really the reason, but you know, people say you do it because of religion or culture or whatever it is, right? But that's really the reason is to get out of that. So that's the second thing. Some people do meditation. Some people, whatever it is, work for them. They need to reduce the stress. The number three thing is movement. You got to be able to move your body. It changes your microbiome, whether it is your gut microbiome in your body, and to be able to exercise. I'm not talking about becoming a gym rat and spending four hours a day pumping iron. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting your 10,000 steps right? and <laughs> just moving your body. And the fourth thing is a good sleep. Right. So to be able to, it's not just getting your six, eight hours of sleep it's getting a quality of sleep that you need. So whether, you know, getting your hour and a half of deep sleep, an hour and a half of REM sleep, right? If you get that, you're golden. You get two hours each, you are absolutely gold.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree. Do you track your sleep with anything?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. You see here, my order ring, I have my Apple Watch. And, I, so I, and by the way, under my bed, I have this withings, uh, the sleep tracker. So I got three things that track my sleep.
0: Well, does your data usually match up pretty well? It does reasonably well, by the way. It's
1: really good. So I'm able to watch, as I said, all three things all the same time. So I'm watching that. Same thing for my steps. I got my Aura Ring. I got my Apple Watch and my phone. And I'm constantly watching my the steps. So they seem to match within 10% of each other.
0: I love that. Yeah. Movement, sleep. Th- that's that's everything you really need. I mean, we can get super fancy with all the yeah. biohacks that we saw yeah. at the conference and yeah. here. And but really it's just simple. Um, so tell me what else is coming down the pipeline. Well,
1: oh my God. So the first thing we now next thing we're doing is actually starting to look in the oral care. Just remember we talked about oral health a lot. So we're going to come up with a product, it's going to be oral health intelligence. It's going to be launching next month with the spit of your saliva, not only we tell you what's happening in your mouth, we're going to now come up with a personalized toothpaste, personalized mouthwash, personalized oral lozenges, and to essentially oral probiotics, oral prebiotics, polyphenol, postbiotics, everything you need to fix your oral health. Because we know if your oral health is good, as the thing was, it is actually a first symptom of your systemic health. So that is first the first time so our whole goal at Viome is to personalize everything. So whether it's a personalized supplements, personalized probiotics, personalized prebiotics, personalized oral care, personalized skin care. So next thing we're going to do is skin microbiome to really understand what's happening on your skin. And then we're able to come up with a personalized skin care, personalized beauty care, right? So idea is to really take everything and make it just for you. And the reason we can do that no one else can is we build this massive underlying robotic machine that is able to create personalized powder personalized solution for each individual on demand
0: it's absolutely amazing and it's exactly how it should be and i love that you're offering at at a much more reasonable cost yes. this would take you know this would take you years and yep. tons and tons of money to develop on your own because you know i've done similar things to try yeah. to get as close as you can but um, yeah, I'm so excited. I'll definitely have to coordinate with the team and uh get some of the toothpaste. I mean, I love that. I'm big into toothpaste. It sounds weird, but like, you know, you have to pick a really healthy toothpaste. And so, by the way, so
1: we're gonna do we're gonna do something that's never been done. It's, you know, single use solution. You snap pack it and you do, and it's literally will come out the toothpaste just for you.
0: Do you do that each time?
1: So it's a single use. So my idea would be single use. Designed just for you, it'll be something uh, different for your, uh, you know, a partner. I love that. Well, we'll definitely stay
0: tuned, and I'll have to include all the links. But um, I, I'm so excited for everything that you have going on, and I really appreciate you talking to me about it today.
1: Thanks a lot, Kayla. It's always a pleasure and an honor. and look forward
0: to our next conversation. Yes, absolutely. Me too. Hacking was created and is hosted by Kayla Barnes. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Kayla Barnes, does not accept responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of the information contained herein. Opinions of their guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical issue, consult a licensed physician.